You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. Yes, you're listening to the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire and I'm joined today by Keke Murray. Hi, Keke. Terve, terve. And by Rich Nelson. Hi, Rich. Moi. And probably for the second half of the show, we'll be joined by Ali Manson as well. Um, he's currently being held up by tube strikes in, in that London. Um, we're back after a longer than expected winter break and having gorged on too much football at the Qatar World Cup and too much ham and turkey at Christmas, we're back to turn our attention to Finnish football in 2023. So we're going to be looking forward to the winter training camp in Portugal for the Hulkayat, discuss the squad selection and the opponents for a couple of friendlies there. We're also going to look at the early transfer activity involving involving the Bakehouse Liga sides and maybe Finns moving around overseas and uh, also running through the various schedules that affect Finland and the Finnish clubs during 2023. So there's several competitions we'll run through there. But uh, it's good to good to see you chaps. You have a have a good Christmas, have a good break. Apologies to the listeners for who've been waiting, messaging us online, but we're back. Yeah, we're uh, back. Yeah. How's it was um yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. To everyone. And um yeah, like uh as you say, mate, bit of World Cup. The time just flew, didn't it? I um you know, before the World Cup kicked off, I was fully on the boycotting bandwagon. And then when it was on the telly every night, I just couldn't quite bring myself to not watch it. So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, I, I did, you know, we did a, um, we did a little prediction thing between, between us, didn't we, at the, before the World Cup. And, um, yeah, I fancied Argentina from the start, didn't bother putting any money on them. And then they went and won it. So, um, I yeah. I also I also predicted Argentina, but that was about as well as my predictions went. Didn't you get the two finalists, though? <laughs> Yeah, you know me, mate. Oh, I do. Yeah, <laughs> you you know you you know something anyway. Yeah, something. And Rich, how are you? Yeah, not bad. It's been uh, what five days since I saw you last. We went to uh, Sutton United v Wimbledon last week. Yeah, I'm Ooh. very sorry. Very sorry about that. It seemed <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the time, but um, it wasn't the best game of football. I'd it wasn't even the best game of football I watched that week over over Christmas. But yeah, it was it was nice to see you uh, at the at the game and uh, and the family as well. So yeah, my uh, postman was complaining. It was a lot of uh, tourists there. He said the last game we had eight hundred. Now three and a half thousand turn up. We'll be eight hundred again next week. No, but it was it was like wasn't it four and a half or five and a half thousand they I, they announced? I've no, I've, I've no idea. No yeah, idea. it was but, um, it was, it was uh, sold out anyway. It was sold out, and I was. Uh, Along with you in the Sutton end, I had my Wimbledon shirt surreptitiously under several other layers, and I was there with some <laughs> old old friends who were Sutton fans. So uh, I, I told them about the show. So uh, Rick and Keith, if you bothered to listen, then good to see you, and uh, thanks for joining us today. Right, I reckon we should uh, probably crack on with the Finnish football show and not Mark's Christmas football show. There's the referee's whistle and. Why don't we why don't we start by looking at this Hukayat training camp in the Algarve? When we started this show, it used to be the desert friendlies, but we've sort of stopped going to the to the desert in recent years and uh, it's now in uh, in Portugal. Um Keke, maybe just take us back a little bit to where where we left the uh, the Finnish national team before the World Cup. Well, yeah, I think um I can't quite remember what our last show was, but I remember I was in, um, I was, where was I? 
I was in uh, I was in Montenegro, what seems like absolutely ages ago, and um, I think that was actually the last game we covered. But there's there's been two games since then, and um, yeah, we had a, a couple of friendlies, one against North Macedonia, and um, another one against what you would assume would be slightly stronger opposition against Norway, and um, yeah, both games both games ended in one all draws. I mean, um, River used the friendlies to to sort of mix it up a little bit. There was a change of formation, a change of squad, and uh, a few people got a run out. I mean, um, just, yeah, looking back over it, I mean, um, from the, the North Macedonia game, Ant-Man was on the score sheet again. You know, um, Finland went Finland went 1-0 up, and it looked like they would sort of see that out to a victory. But um, North Macedonia got a penalty about 15 minutes before the end, and the game sort of petered out to a 1-1. To a but... Um, the second game, the one-one with Norway, Benjamin Chelman, he was um, he was on the score sheet, gave Finland a one-nil lead, and uh, you know against the, against a, a team who like Norway, you know, like everyone's sort of everyone's sort of second favourite team at the moment, I think. So um, so it was uh, it was it was nice to go one-nil up against them, and um, they managed to they managed to pull it back to one-one. The, the Norwegians, I think they scored straight away after the as soon as the second half kicked off, pretty much, but. Um, but that game in particular, Ansi Suhanen, who, who's made his way back from injury, really, really sort of stood out. It was a um, fantastic performance from him. And um, yeah, it was it was nice to see uh, nice to see a few sort of new faces getting um, getting a bit of a run out. But new faces is something we're going to need to get used to because the squad for the uh, for these next two friendlies really is full of them. You stole my segue, but that was ever so smooth. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I admire that. Um, Rich, do you want to talk a little bit about the uh, about the squad? And um, I'm seen from messages that, he, uh, that I, I I took a, a graphic from the vac- uh, from the Balolita website, and I've put it in the in the blog blog post here um, with the players that were initially selected. And I know there's been some changes, but but maybe just run through some of the some of the new faces. Um, on the understanding that anyone not included in this in this squad, it doesn't really have any significant effect on their future chances. Yeah, um, I mean, basically, as as you mentioned earlier, the, these January camps have been going on for uh, for years, really, um, and they're they're not because it's not a FIFA calendar. Um, and because may, many of the major leagues are still playing, so obviously players like Fredetsky, Puki, Kamara, etc., they're still playing in their league. So um, most of the squad are either Nordic based or they're at clubs who are happy to release them for this training camp. So um, there aren't many of the regular choices there. I guess the most experienced is going to be is, is Rasmus Schuller. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of names there. I mean, some of them haven't even played for the, for the under 21s and this is Riva looking beyond really the, the next Euro campaign and these are the kind of the next level because now, now you've got a new under-21 manager in uh, in, in Banner Lekosor who is going to be looking at some of these players as well. I, I wonder if he's even on the trip. But um, you've got people who have done well in Bakehouse League. So you've got Agon Sadiku who scored uh, a lot of goals for Honka last year. Weirdly, he played for Kosovo in November and because they didn't register the transfer of his nationality correctly, he's still eligible <laughs> to play for Finland. And I think had that been a competitive game, they'd have lost points. But um, so is he is he born and born and raised in Finland? I believe so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. um but yeah, of, of, of course, of, mm. of heritage anyway. Um. 
You've got um, you know pl- players who've been on the on the fringes of the squad, but you've got some really interesting players who, who did well in Vegas Liga. There's uh, Elmer Henriksen, who was at um, Maryham last year. He's a Hoyko player on loan, the goalkeeper. Um, Kai Meriloto, who was at Ilves, again, Hoyko on loan, uh, scored yeah. quite a few goals for them uh, <laughs> last year. And Velikovsky, who did, again, really well for Honka last season. Um, there's a couple of new players who, I mean, I think, unless you really follow, you'd have no idea who they are. You've got Thomas Galvez, who's, I think, is he half English? Um, he's I think he's grown up in England. He plays for Man City. Well, he's on he's in the Man City squad, and he was on he was in the matchday squad for their kind of friendlies during the World Cup. Um, so when they were playing games, he was actually in on the cusp of that kind of side. So very highly rated um, young player there, and um, yeah, a couple of others. You've got the the goalkeepers in in England, uh, Lucas Bergstrom, who is on loan at Peterborough doing really well for them from Chelsea and uh, Sinner Salah, who was at Burton, um, but he's gone back to Aston Villa now. So there's a few players. And, and one I should have mentioned, Saku Ulutupa, who I think about five years ago was billed as kind of the next big thing, uh, the latest in that conveyor belt of the next Lippmannans, who went to Ajax with Lippmannan as his mentor. Uh, that didn't really work out. Um, but he's... Um, yeah, back back there as well. So you know, players who've done well domestically and in their own leagues, are, you know, they're getting a chance to go and play and train with the senior setup. Albeit it's not many of the players, but it's nice for Rive to look at them and and they're going to play. I'm not sure, you know, again what the strength of the opposition is going to be. They've got Sweden first, and then an Estonian team who are solely from the Estonian Premier Division. So um, it's going to be an interesting setup. But it's nice for them, you know. It shows that. Yes, you're not going to t- take your top players, but um, yeah, I mean they, they've been seen. They're doing well in in Vakehouse Liga, and and it's a big chance for them to impress. We've seen how Rive over the last eighteen months or so is looking at bringing new players in when they deserve it. What better chance? Yeah, I think I think none of those uh, Vakehouse Liga teams are going to complain too much if their players get a bit of warm weather training on a jolly in Portugal just before the. Uh, the Liga Cup starts. Um, Keke, I mean, I think Rich has covered that quite nicely, but any anything that kind of caught your eye among the... Yeah, among I, the ju- two? I, just wa- I just wanted to say um, with, the, with the squad, there's a, you know, as Rich said, you know, it's mostly Nordic-based players, but there are there are the pairing from Varta Poznan in Robert Ivanov and Nilo Mayenpa, um, who play, obviously, Varta Poznan in the Polish league there. Um, I don't know if that league's on some sort of winter break or whatever, but those guys are only there for the Sweden game. So Robert Ivanov and Nila Mayenpar will will head back to Poland after the um, Sweden game. And Richard Jensen, who's also in Poland with Gornik Zabreze, he'll go back as well after the Sweden game. So so with Robert Ivanov and Richard Jensen heading back, that means for the Estonia game, we we, we should really really see some some new faces making their making their debuts, you know. So it'll be interesting. Yes, Diogo I mean, Thomas um, Thomas will come into yeah, the into the side. I, I I would I would certainly think so. He he looked really impressive when he um when he played the, the last couple of games and um yeah so so kudos to him. Hopefully he, he gets a he gets a little run and um yeah with with a little bit of a I mean I'm not sure how old Diogo is but there's a lot of young young guys in there so with a couple of, of older heads around it'll be it'll be nice as well. Rich, any idea where these games can be watched? Um, they'll be on Ule uh, Arena. Oh, so uh, oh, yeah, okay, so yeah. the um, 
Yeah, so the Sweden game is Jan uh, January the 9th, so Monday at uh, 8.45 finish time. And the Estonia game is at 6 o'clock finish time on Thursday the 12th. Yeah. Sorry, I'll, mate, just um... one last... Yeah, sorry. Okay. Just one last point. Um, bit of news came out the other day, uh, yesterday or the day before. Um, Thomas Olila, he, he's, he's sustained some sort of injury, so he's, he's pulled out of the camp. And, and Rivers called up... Um, Called up 21-year-old AC Ola defender Noah Pallas. So, um, yeah, nicer for him to get a bit of recognition for his performances in, in the Vakas Liga. And, uh, yeah, he, um, from his from his um, social media posts, he seems quite quite chuffed that he's got the nod. So, um, yeah, fair play. And, uh, obviously, good luck to uh, Noah. Yeah, I think Rich said earlier that this is sort of rewarding some of those Finland-based players that performed well last season and I don't know if there's any correlation between that and the fact there are no ASIC core players in the team. Um, we've it, got players there. who players who have been at ASIC core at some point. Well yeah Aspigren's Aspig in there, isn't he? Yeah, he um uh, who has thrown his toys out and gone back to Ilves. So uh yeah. he uh, doesn't it almost counts but not really. And Yarko right. Oxenin's in there as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he um, he did quite well after he signed for Cups halfway through last season. Um, yeah. Was he, Mark, you saw him at Wimbledon, he'd been at Brentford. I was going to ask you, did you, yeah. did you see him play much at the end, during uh, the season? Uh, um, a few times, yeah, he, he looked confident. Um, again, coming in, I think he took a couple of weeks to settle. To He hadn't played very much. Um, it was very much in the, the English close season. But um, yeah, I mean, if, again, quality at Vakehaus League level, I suppose... Um, I think his contract goes to the end of this year with an option. So I suppose his goal will be, you know, the, the usual play well and hopefully get picked up by a, a slightly bigger Norwegian or Swedish team. Yeah, I That's thought he was a good a good player. He seemed to play with his head up, you know, sort of chest out, head up, and very aware of what was going on around him. And then sometimes these surging runs with the ball, um, I liked what I saw. He was I, I was watching him for maybe sort of three or four months, a, a part of a loan period, and it was a tough time for Wimbledon, which he has been for most of the last 10 years, to be honest. Um, but he sort of, uh, he caught my eye anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see him continuing to, to do well. Yeah, I think he'll, um, he'll, he'll do well this year. I think... Um... Cups have had a, a few changes in the squad, so he'll he should get a bit more minutes. But no, it's, it's nice for him. You know, he, he played for the under twenty ones, and um, yeah, again, solid solid second half of the season last year. So um, yeah, and and, and again, I, we didn't mention Anthony Olasanya, who um, who did really well second half of the season mm -hmm. for for Hoyko in their sort of title challenge. So um, nice to see, and I'm sure he'll get a run out as well. I mean this in in, in the most positive way, but whenever he played, we played against him, he was. A in the neck and was really dangerous and um I think he deserves deserves that that call up. Mm. All right, let's move on and look at the the upcoming schedule for for this year. And I I had this idea because I was wondering myself <laughs> when when do these things all start to to come together and we we also had a um question from um from Kevin Mosley asking about the the Vakehouse Liga 
fixtures. So Kevin's plan to come over with friends in 2023. And it just gave me the idea that if I don't know, and if Kevin doesn't know, then maybe other people would like to know what's going on as well. So um, I do, I do realize that if I wasn't um, sort of co-hosting this show, then I'd definitely be listening and trying to understand exactly what's, uh, what's happening. Um, Rich, the Liga Cup uh, starts in January 21st and runs through to the 1st of April. Um, there's been a change to the format. Do you want to run through that? Um, yeah, so last year it was three groups. Was it three groups of four? Four groups of three, I can't remember. Three groups of four, yeah. Yeah, so this year they've gone to two groups of six with the top four, um, the top two from each group going through to a semi-finals and, uh, and a final, which will be on the 1st of, uh, 1st of April. Um, the first game uh, of the tournament is the Saturday, the 21st of January, which is Honker against Maryham. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, I mean, it is essentially a pre-season tournament. There's, there's not a, a huge amount of prestige or, or value placed on there. Although, you know, obviously the, the top teams generally will, will do better, but um Yes, they brought it back um, recently after a few years away. It essentially got merged into the Suwarman Cup. And as that got rejigged last year, the the League Cup came back. And uh, it's good for the the teams. I mean, from looking for the fixtures, I know in in the last couple of last year, they had a couple of really random ones chucked in on like a Wednesday morning because we forget that football isn't the majority sport. And these are played in municipal uh, facilities where you have to book online, like. like you're playing your local fiver side or something, but um, but it's, you know, it should be interesting. You've got um, you know, uh, the the six are kind of geographically done, mm. um, I suppose as, as best they can, mm. and um, it'll be uh, be interesting to see as new players come in, as new coaches get their kind of get their grips into ways, and uh, we'll we'll see how. I mean, again, it's just nice to get those players, and it is it's a training session at the end of the day and the, the swarm and couple kind of come in around the latter stages of that. So the two kind of dovetail quite nicely. Yeah. I, I must say as a, as a sort of pre-season competition, because it's played indoors, I, I can only think of it that way, but it must be useful for the players to get some competitive games. And now all each club will get at least five competitive games playing the you know in the groups of six which maybe makes a bit more sense um and then and then the tie is tidier for the semis and the final as well um but watching games indoors is quite it's hard hard work yeah it's like watching sunday morning park football because you're standing on the by the corner flag and no idea what's going on over the other side and i remember last year being at one of these games um and there was a commentator there who was essentially standing by the center circle, center line, behind a table with a microphone and a, and one laptop in front of him. I mean, not much more sophisticated than we've got. He didn't even have a ring light, for goodness' sake. It's it's worth what following the 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 social media of the clubs as they do this because again, like it's they're having to make do, you know. And even some of their their home stadiums aren't exactly lux, but um, but yeah, trying to make do because you know these games are believe they're all going to be on Rutu again mm. so they'll all be broadcast um and you know that, that valuable foreign betting market so uh, yeah. i remember last year i think is it coops actually that plays in a in an indoor arena but behind it there's a massive 
um, space with other other pitches or or sports fields behind uh, it. That that sounds like the Coops one, yeah. And yeah. I think the hon- Honkers one has. I'm not sure if it's real or artificial, but like it looks like a big brick wall. Right. Um, yeah, it looks like that kind of. Is it Braga where they play in front yeah. of a cliff? Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks a bit like that. Yeah. I'd rather play in front of a cliff than on top of one, though, to be honest. <laughs> Those long balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I put the I put the fixtures and I put the links to all of these in the in the show notes. So wherever you're watching or listening, just click the link to the to the blog post and and scroll down there. Um, but as as Rich said, the the Swarman Cup comes sort of or starts anyway during the um, the Liga Cup. But the the teams playing the Liga Cup are are not going to be involved at that at that time. They'll come in a bit later. Yeah, so the 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 entry into the Sorma Cup is staggered based on as teams exit the Liga Cup and also those who are playing um, in the European uh, Conference League qualifiers as well. So it is a bit of a staggered. So while it dovetails to a point, I don't think there's going to be any clashes. But yeah, yeah. so the teams the teams that go out the uh, Liga Cup first will be sort of straight in the pot for the Sorma Cup. Um, I mean, round zero for that starts on the seventeenth of Feb. And round zero is essentially like we have in the FA Cup in England, like a early preliminary round where your your pub teams, your dog dog <clears> and duck at eleven, are uh, playing each other for the right to play the fifth team of you know, a big club. But um, yeah, it's um, that that I think the the closing date for entries because again, you know, you kind of think we're we're a bit more, we see the administrative side of these kind of things. We know that the closing date for entries and they're looking at exceeding the numbers of uh, entrants. Year on year, there are 314 teams entered last year. I think at the last count today, there were about 275, 280. So they're oh, looking good. at getting more than that. But I think there, there was a big buzz around the kind of amateur circuit last year of the teams who yeah. actually kind of treated it like, you know, the biggest day in their club's history. As it, as it should be. And, and the first round is 17th of Feb and it runs until the 30th of September. Um, when when is the cutoff for registrations? Because there's not that much time now. It's only sort of it's, six weeks it's, away. It's Monday. Um, oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So Monday, and then the the games have to be played over a period. I think they've got about three weeks. Again, having to book in facilities and teams of travel and all that. So yeah. yeah so they've that's... got a three week period or so to play them. And all those again, all those dates are are listed there. And as as Rich said, some of the the more notable rounds, round three. Uh, sort of the last week of April, first week of May includes the six Vacos Liga teams that don't participate in the UEFA competitions. Round four, which is sort of 17th to the 25th, uh, 21st of May, includes uh, two teams that qualified based on success in the Liga Cup. Um, I don't know if that's the two finalists get invited in at that stage, maybe. Um, yeah, quite. Rich is, it's good for podcasts, Rich. He's shrugging his shoulders. He's doing that kind of. I don't know, emoji kind of face. Um, And then round five uh, on the 31st of May and the 1st of June, so very specifically those two days, that then includes the the remaining four Vakas Liga sides and, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals um, played in, semifinals played in early July and the final on the 30th of September. All right. Keke, do you want to have a, a talk through the hooker yet? 
fixtures. We've got Group H uh, of the uh, Euros qualifying. Uh, runs from the 23rd of March to the 20th of November. Yes, yeah, so as we, we've mentioned, the two friendlies that are coming up on, um, on Monday and Thursday, which is uh, Sweden and Estonia. And then, yeah, we've got um, in March, Thursday, 23rd of March, we've got Denmark away, our old friends Denmark. Um, you know, played them as recently as uh, Euro 2020. We're in 2021, as everyone will remember for, um, for the, you know, those reasons. Um, so, that, I mean, that... That game is it's obviously going to be obviously going to be a tough game, but I think the coming together of the fans that'll be that'll be something that'll be celebrated after the way that both sets of fans played out the, the last time they they saw each other. So um, and then yeah, straight away after that on Sunday, twenty sixth of March, we travel to Belfast again to play um, to play Northern Ireland. So um, I'll be there. I'm looking forward to that trip. So um, yeah, second time over in Belfast to see Hawkey up play. Um, Last time was uh, I think we spoke about this, didn't we, Rich? Last time there was a sorry-looking mixer on the touchline that was somewhere near the end of his reign. So uh, hoping for something, uh, hoping for something a bit better this time. But um, yeah, so, and then uh, and then we've got a big break until until June when we um, take on Slovenia and Kazakhstan. Uh, sorry, Slovenia and San Marino, respectively. So um, yes, yeah, so, you know, looking at looking at those games, you. Europe. I mean, Denmark's going to be a toughie, obviously, but you know, I'm 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 hopeful that we can take something from Northern Ireland. Sorry, mate, can't hear you. Sorry, we have to take a little bit of um, kind of confidence from how badly Denmark played at the World Cup as well, and hope that we can. Sort of... Well, yeah, I mean, um, I'm sure they'll try and get their act together after that. I mean. They were, they were a lot of people's dark horse, you know, like a lot of people backed them to, to do to do decent things at the World Cup. Yeah, yeah me, I did. But, um, that, that's why I'm so bitter that they made my predictions look yeah. so stupid. But um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's a anything can happen, can't it? Do you know what I mean? It's um, they'll have their fans behind them at Park, and so um, so you know, it's it's we'll have to see, but um. But yeah, it's uh, it's looking looking at the looking at the group overall. I think we definitely stand a chance. And you're planning to go to Northern Ireland. I think Sato I and I will will head down to Helsinki for the Slovenia home game. Um, nice. Rich, any any travel plans or whatever? Um, I yeah, I think I was looking at the the Slovenia or the San Marino. They're they're being played over over the one weekend. So uh, I think at, at the moment, somewhat beyond my. Uh, financial capabilities but uh yeah who, who needs gas and food i'm gonna well, yeah watch the space that's it's it not, it's not easy and we've, we've just been joined by ali as well we we trailed him at the beginning and now we can give him his curtain call uh into the show how are you ali hi everyone yeah nice to be here yeah not too bad was battling uh london and all its uh travel wonders this evening but yeah glad i've finally been able to make it yeah, good to have you. Do you, do you have any plans for um, catching some of these Finland international games this year? Well, I've now got my uh, Finnish residency permit that is valid as of May. Okay. Uh, I won't be able to, uh, due to work, I won't be able to get there until probably about July, but anything post-July, uh, I, th- I believe there's some, I haven't got the list in front of me, but I think there's some September games yeah. there uh, is. happening. So, um and bear in mind, I, I live in the neighbourhood 
where the Olympic Stadium is, I don't really have an excuse not to go. So um, I've already I've already earmarked some of those games um, a couple of weeks ago with a friend. So, um, yeah, I'll be hoping to get to the September ones at the very least. I, I think, Ali, that maybe maybe we should record a, a separate show where we just have a bit of a chat and introduce you a bit better to people. Um, they've been listening to the rest of us banging on for the last six or seven years <laughs> and you've come in with your dulcet tones in the last six months and so maybe let people know a little bit more about who 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 you are your face is now on the artwork hopefully the eagle-eyed listener will have noticed that on their podcast or youtube thing so um it was about time i got around to doing that and i think i found a elegant way to squeeze you in there Although we now have this nice, dif- this nice defensive wall, and I think if anyone else joins us, so they're going to have to take up the uh, the um, <laughs> draft excluder position along the bottom. Well, yeah. I, I think it's very appropriate. We've now got a back five. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's. Um, so let's. We will keep in touch between ourselves and decide if we can if we can all meet up somewhere or other during during these Finland games somewhere um but let's move on to the the Vakehouse Liga um well we don't actually know exactly when it starts because the fixtures have not yet been confirmed so Kevin who asked about this sorry we don't we don't have much information for you yet fixtures normally come out end of Jan early Feb so shouldn't have too long to wait and uh from previous form the Vegas Liga normally starts the week after the Liga Cup Final, and the Liga, so, Liga Cup final is the first of April, yeah. so so somewhere around the. So uh, I think this, yeah, the eighth is Easter Saturday, so right. um, yeah, is that that likely to be that weekend? Yeah, okay, that's that makes sense. So we'll um, we'll come back to that. I remember Kevin posted a picture last time, and he was in Helsinki watching Hoyiko, Asiko, and drinking Malaskowski beer. So I think he's. I think he's sitting a little bit towards the black and gold side of uh, Finnish football, but I don't wish to uh, <laughs> cast aspersions. Um, what about Europa Conference League? That's the next thing in our in our schedule for this year. Um, Finland will have um, three representatives in that, Rich, and then one going into the, the Champions League. Um, again, I don't think we necessarily need to go through every single date of the of qualifying, but the first round is... 13th and 20th of July. The second round is the 27th of July and the 3rd of August. Um, that seems late, doesn't it? Is that later than re- previously? Um, I, I think it looks maybe a week-ish uh, in the calendar, a bit later. Yeah, maybe. Uh, possibly, maybe. possibly two weeks, yeah. I think, um, I'm not sure why, maybe because of the World Cup and, and the season mm-hmm. finishing mm-hmm. Slightly later, and and that 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 might have have a knock on effect into it. Um, who's but then who's course, in there next, from Finland? Uh, yeah, so for the Conference League, got Cups, Honka, and Haka. Um, they'll be going straight into the first qualifying round, and uh, Hoiko going into the Champions League. So again, I'm imagining um, their goal, as they were say at the start of the season, is to reach the group stage of mm. a tournament. Which one it is, I don't think they're particularly fussed. Uh, last year was the Europa League, which was a step up from uh, yeah. being in the Conference League before that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just huge money for them, really. Um, I think for the the teams in the Conference League qualifying rounds, I think it's it's not exactly money making until you get through at least one round. 
by the time you factor in expenses and that. But... No, that's that's true. I remember this this conversation last year and probably shared the information around that time. But I think for you kind of you you get money for appearing in each round. So if you win the first round, then you get the the second round appearance money. And I think Asicor earned about quarter of a million last year. Mm. Yeah, which in the, in the in the big world of football is is nothing much but in the Finnish league that's a, a lump of the yeah. of the budget for sure it's about six cans of Carlsberg though yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's oh, that's a sore point and you know it um <laughs> I any, any any Core fans are listening to this then you'll know it as well uh, we've we've exchanged views with the club, and the club said, "Yeah, we hear you. We're not changing our pricing policy. We will see what happens for 2023." Um, I've included the dates for the these um, matches in the in the show notes for the Conference League. Um, the Champions League was like a, a week or two later, but I didn't put all of those in there because you know we don't know exactly how far Hoyuko will go. There'll be a lot of uh, a lot of football to be played before then. Yeah, I think last year got jigged around a bit because of Russia and their removal from the tournament and and that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's you know Finland on the whole did better than they have done last year than in in previous years. So I think in in the grand sort of scheme of things, that there might be a return back to the old days of having a team possibly go into the second qualifying round. At some point in the next year or two, if uh, if the results keep going on the up. Okay, there's the there's the referee's whistle. Let's have a a quick break and look at the look at some merch. Let's sh- show you some merch. Look at that there beauty. That is. There's Ooh. there's Keke's most recent design. We talked about this five aside team before. You got all of us, all of us on there sporting the latest Finland away shirt. Um, this is on the um, the T Public site, and I think as we've uh, as we've said before, there's different styles, different different prices. You got male shirts, female designs. Just to prove it, there's a slouchy, a slouchy t-shirt. It's like a crop top, <laughs> isn't it? Well, I, I think oh, it could be That's a very it. wide, a very wide top. I don't, I don't know. I don't wear many slouchy women's t-shirts. I must say, uh, although you know, maybe it would fit me quite nicely. Um, <laughs> the belly button on show that one. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and no one wants to see that, not from me anyway. Um, the, the point, the point of it being that that every every shirt we sell. Gives gives a little bit of a uh, little bit of funds to the show to uh, for the cover the running costs. Um, there's not any new designs yet. I've got an idea, but I haven't had the time to actually create the designs. But hopefully, let's say before the end of January, you'll you'll see something Ooh. new coming along there. Um, I shared the prototype design with these these fellas and uh, I got some positive feedback, so that was uh, that was good. And um, and. Um, and also the prices we don't control the prices this is all controlled by t public um but there's often deals so keep an eye rich rich often and keke often tweet out when there's um when there's a, a an offer a discount price yep. so keep your eyes on there as well and and then rich we've got the uh um buy me a coffee account as well 
Yeah, we've um, in the past had some had some generous donations there. That um, always goes into the, uh, the the Stripe account, and um, yeah, it's nice to get these things. Cost money, um, unfortunately, to to run Zoom hosting costs, plug in the Instagram, all that. So uh, yeah, that's no, all all goes to a worthy cause. Yeah. So thank if you if you've donated before, thank you very much. If you haven't donated before. Get on it. Consider <laughs> consider it kindly. We would appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Let's crack on with the... Now, apparently, Ali's got all the information about this. He knows everything about the transfers. So, over to you. No, seriously, we're, we're here as a team. Um, I thought it would be good to just look at the, the transfers so far. We've we've talked about, in the past, about this Vakehouse Liga post or or blog blog post or whatever they have about the about the transfers and it gets updated through the season so it's a good one to bookmark or start share it in whatsapp and star it because it's it's good to keep going back to and uh, and looking at it and if you look at the show notes you'll see i've cropped a, a picture from there um <clears throat> but follow that list and you can uh, you can see who's moved to and from each of the each of the sides But we had a we had a question on our on our Facebook group from Martin Ward, and he was asking about AC Olu's chances this year. Why is he so been... interested in AC Olu? Well, Rich, <laughs> Rich had Rich had a theory. Um, I wonder if it's anything to do with the goalkeeper. Um, a certain C Ward uh, Callum yeah. is uh, <laughs> claimed to claim to share some DNA. But, yeah, um, I think yeah. Martin Martin sort of introduced himself when Callum moved over to Finland. So, um, and he's he's somehow hoping that we might have more of a clue about these new players moving into Olu than he does. So, uh, over to you guys. They've had a lot of changes, haven't they? <laughs> it's um, yeah. I mean, Olu did happened. did really well last year. I think the the year before when they came up, they 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 struggled, and last year. You know, they floundered a bit towards the end of the regular season. But, um, yeah, they've lost a lot of their kind of really established players. Um, Rafinha's retired. Uh, Brighton Moser, the Swiss midfielder, he's left. Um, your old friend, Mosa Yagubi, he's gone after falling out with a coach. Um, but has he, has he gone? Because he, he went back yes. up from Asiko at the end of last season. But I can see that he's there as a, a plus and a minus, which is a net a net zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His his loan his loan ended, um, but he left the club. Right. Um, so not not playing anywhere yet. I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think he signed for anyone yet. Um, and um, and also Michael Lopez, who I think scored 10, 10 goals for him last season. Um, so he's gone as well, which is um, you know big big loss for them. But they did today sign uh, Ashley Colley, who's an English centre forward who's done quite well in Sweden over the last couple of years. I think he was on the books of Bradford as a, as a young un. But um, yeah, he's been in Sweden and, and scored a few goals. So he's signed a one-year contract today. Um, but in terms of who they've brought in, I mean, it's a, a, sort of a bit of a mix, mostly from the kind of the second tier, really. But they have got in uh, Christian Valencia, who was at Asicourt, left to go back to... Where is he from? Ecuador or Colombia? And then I think he said he was homesick, and now he's back in Finland. But uh, didn't he go there during last season anyway? Wasn't he there during last season? Or am I confused? Poss uh, possibly, but I think he left Asikor to go back to his native land and then returned to Finland. I don't know if this is 
um i i'm not sure the contract details yeah, but maybe, maybe, maybe yeah but um, yeah maybe he's re-signed for for this year mm. um so to answer martin's question what 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 do you think of their chances for this year based on that quite high turnover about 12 in 12 out so far i mean um, it's yeah. definitely there's definitely a revolving door that, they, that has been built at ola isn't it because yeah it's <laughs> it is the biggest turnover i think in the league unless anyone else can point um, me in a different direction no, i think i think that's it but they've kept hold of two of the players who thought would would might leave they've got um Kajulain and they're still there and uh, Otto Limata, who's this, I think he's 18 now, midfielder, really, really promising. Um, he'd been linked with, uh, with clubs in Denmark and Italy, and he scored quite a few goals for him in the in the second half of the season. And he's still so far there. Um, and if if they can, if they keep him, he's he's a really, really good prospect, um, really good. And also a brilliant goalkeeper, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Um, maybe we should just go through the through the different teams and look at uh, just just talk in general about sort of ins ins and outs, whether it's you know specific players or just the numbers so far for for some of these some of these clubs. Um, next in the in the list is uh, Hucker, and they've so far had two in and six out. Um, a couple of those their, outs. their main goal scorer. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the big one. Isn't it? That is the big one. Um, Lee Irwin left right at the end of last season to move to Lebanon. Mm. Yeah, um, he was a top scorer, and I think, bef- I think probably still had his kit on when he signed the contract <laughs> to leave. Um, I mean, we, we, we all knew he'd, he'd signed a one-year deal, and, and Hacker turned down six-figure transfer fees for him in the summer in order to keep him to qualify for Europe. Um, but um, yeah, it's a shame. I think there was some hope that he might have stayed in Finland at least. Um, but um, yeah, the uh, you know he's a, a player in his late twenties. He's after a payday. The Lebanon league is where it's at. It's all about the Middle East. You know him, Ronaldo. You know, that's that's the destination. <laughs> so Ronaldo's following the trend set by Leo. <laughs> yeah. uh, if Ronaldo wants to sign for Hoy FK, that's uh, you know after last year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um. Yeah, it's an interesting, a strange, strange move. I think that one, but it seems to me that Hacker has got some, some buying to do, having having sort of cleared out, <laughs> buying some signing to do of players, having cleared out sort of half a dozen at the end of the end of the season, um, and and similar with Honka, really, they they've signed one player, Jonathan Muzinga from Asicor, um, but they've lost five so far. It's not a huge. Not a huge turnover. They were they were pretty strong last year and going back into back into Europe again. Yeah, um, Modesto's the big loss there. He was a fantastic right winger, um, set up a lot of goals for for Sadiku. Um, he's gone to to Sweden. I think that was kind of on the cards anyway. Um, to AIK as well. That's a that's a decent big club, move, isn't it? Big yeah. club. Yeah. Um, he again left virtually at the end of the season um but um if they keep sadiku and and the core of the rest of the squad that they had last year there's no reason why they shouldn't be challenging for the top three or four again um i haven't heard a lot about what what's going on i mean even though you know they're, they're the coach has signed a new contract to stay for another season so if they can keep that core 
Um, they've had some good fortune with signings over the last sort of year, 18 months, and well, longer than that. If you you go back further to to Morelos and places like people like that, but um, there, there's a there's a strong call there, and um, yeah, I mean Modesto's a big loss, but I think uh, yeah, they've got some good young players and, and some experience in there as well. Moving on to FC Inter, um, we've now we've now got uh, eight in and ten out. Um, what what jumped out at you guys? Uh, Darren Smith's back. Um, he was at Honker, I think, two years ago, and didn't do great. I think he might have scored four goals in his last game or something really just to to bump his his figures up um and he he he's back from i think he was in morocco um they've got yako Viss coming in as their new manager um they over the last you know, few years have had mainly foreign coaches and and a lot of players coming in of, sort of spanish or hispanic uh background and I, I guess that was probably a strategy of some kind but um yeah, they've they've lost a few players, um, experienced, um, experienced, experienced players like uh, Ruxi there. He, um, he, I think he was there for three years and actually gave an interview and finish at the end of the season to kind of show this is how well I've settled mm. and now I'm going. Mm. Um, left pretty much as soon as that was finished. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, as we spoke about previously, you know, he had success with um, Tampa United and and then Ilves before that went wrong. So. Um, Inter finally look like they've got in a manager who might know a little bit about domestic Vakehouse League of Football and and hopefully they're kind of build on, you know, they're a, a big club in terms of sort of financial support and, and infrastructure and things like that, but they've not really performed that well. They've had a very kind of strange transfer policy and they've not really done an awful lot other than you know, with uh, Chalman leaving halfway through last season, that really just ended their season dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keke, I'm going to throw this one to you, <clears throat> unless Ali oh. wants to jump in as well. Uh, Lati, we never Crikey. we never seem to have anything positive to say to Lati. Rich, wake up! Um, <laughs> they've got three players in and about <laughs> fifteen leaving, so I, I, yeah. I assume well, that no. they're they're planning. No, no, they're... No offence to anyone who's um, who's left FC Lati, but after last year's showing, they needed a bit of a needed a bit of a shake up, I think. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, the signings they've made, they, uh, Oscar Malkinen comes in from uh, from their junior side, so that's that's a promotion from their their juniors. Um, they've signed Konkola from from Oulu and uh, and Yusuf Ali from Hoi, of course. But you know, it's the, yeah, like you say, the the big statistic is um, is everybody everybody who's left. I mean, um, there's there's players there's players who have signed for other clubs, but then the the list for players who have just left is 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 quite quite large. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly hope that Lati get back to just finishing mid table, so we can um, we can uh, poke fun at that again instead instead of. Um, Instead of them giving us all the scare and uh, and nearly getting relegated or whatever, I think there's another team. Um, and Ali, this is this is these are your boys. So let's move on to Hoyiko, who seem to have cleared out even more players than Lati. Yeah, than Lati. Yeah. yeah. Um, what 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 are you what are you hearing? There's been a bit of talk about the the manager's position at 
Hoi core and and this big sort of churn of players this year. Um, some returning on loans back to back to teams overseas. Um, one or two retiring. Um, so you know, um, what what's the what's the sort of intel coming from the Hoi core? Yeah, so the 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 other day when I you know, when we were sort of talking about it on the WhatsApp group, I then sent a couple of of WhatsApps for, uh, from people a bit closer on the ground in Helsinki. Now that I'm back in London, um, and yeah, the manager situation hasn't been resolved, and just from the outside, it feels like that is holding up a little bit of the, um, I guess, progress when it comes to incomings and can, probably can you explain to people what's been what's been going on even even if it's just explaining what the gossip is about what might have been going on yeah so well the gossip is um that a good old friend tony <laughs> he uh maybe bust up is a bit bit of a strong uh, like a, a strong word or strong phrase um he hasn't been getting on with a few of the uh, senior pros in the Hoyeko um, team. Um, and then there was another bit of gossip that he's actually been uh, putting his name out there to maybe manage in Sweden as well. And I don't know whether those two things are are linked or whether they're totally separate. Uh, again, this is pu- purely gossip, so I don't want to speculate too much. Um, but again, it, it might explain why maybe some of the... Um, particularly the yeah the senior pros um the, the Finnish ones in particular may have left um obviously players like Lucas Lindman had to go back um you know Santri Vanen who's gone to Rosenberg I mean it, that's frustrating decent but move for the player to be honest re- re- really good move yeah w- w- when I heard that I sort of went ah oh. but then you go well yeah you can't you can't begrudge him can you yeah. you know it, it's a step up in league step up in team Rosenberg have you know, a massive history, um, you know, not just in Norway and Scandinavia, but they used to be, almost be Champions League or, well, you yeah, for yeah. Cup back then, mm-hmm. regulars. Um, and then, you know, we knew about Kasper Terho going to Belgium probably around about September, October time, maybe, like before the season had even finished. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no sort of, I, I'm still expecting there to be deals coming in and, and players coming in before the season starts. Uh, I like Alexi uh, Pannen from Inter. I think that will be a decent enough signing. Um, uh, well, we need a keeper. So, obviously, yeah. went went over to Ashiakor and, yeah. and, um, and... And I think like, I think Jesse Erst is a decent keeper. And um, this was... With the, the, I'll, I'll tell a little bit more when we come to Ashiakor, but there was a meeting with... Um, uh, Richie Dorman, uh, Wacking Gomez, and and Larry, the sort of supporter liaison officer, um, before Christmas. And one thing that was said was that that Ust got offered a better deal. They wanted to keep him. He was torn about staying and felt kind of a little bit disloyal about leaving. But he'd been offered a better deal, and mm. you know it's a, a chance to go and play for the biggest club in the country. So I don't think anyone begrudges him that. I think he's a steady keeper. Yeah, I mean, but that, that, that that's was, all. Yeah, uh, and there was not before before him. We had a like um, we had Mikel Axelu, and he was a real personality that really engaged with the fans. And Jesse Ost is a bit more Finnish. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean do, do, do you think he's been brought in to be number one? Because obviously Hoyako have let, let go of, well, I mean, Hazard or Hazard, he's gone back <laughs> yeah. to, to Celtic and, and Jakob uh, Tanada. I can't remember where he's gone. He, uh, he's gone to Sirius, yeah. Yeah, in Sweden, um, yeah. Yeah, so you know that's that's two, and Tanada racked up quite a few appearances over the last yeah. couple of years as well. So you know he he wasn't just a you know an unused goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, I mean, as someone that doesn't watch Asiakor every week, I mean, yeah, my question is, do you think he you know has what it takes to be number one, or do you think Hoyakor is still going to bring someone else in? I would. I I thought he was going. My my immediate feeling was okay. He's going there to prove to provide strong competition for the first choice keeper that may be a bit harsh because he's never done anything wrong and i always feel more secure with him in goal than than um uzitalo in the last year or so um so i guess it depends which other goalkeeper they bring in really if they get a loan from a stronger league with with more experience then then he'll be a, a backup or he may be more experienced than whoever else comes in. So it'd be interesting to see. I mean, Hoyekor did rotate their goalkeepers a bit around, especially around the European games last year. Um, I mean, I, was, I, I saw him a bit when he was coming through at Yarrow and and he was good good then. Again, I, I'd imagine Hoyekor would be looking at bringing in a, an established number one, well, I'd say established, but an, an actual number one, a nurse would play you know, games here and there, and by the looks of their transfers, you know that they're bringing in um, players who, you know, like like you mentioned, Panin, who are finish on the kind of the quota, homegrown kind of quota that they have. That um, so filling up the bench with you know, experienced Finnish players is is good for the squad as a whole. So, but yeah, I'd be interested to say. I mean, again, I don't think Hazard came in until that close to the start of the season. I can't remember exactly how early it came in, but I mean, we're still, you know, as we're talking, three months away from the start of the mm-hmm. league. So it's, it's hard to really, to see that far ahead. Um, I think what we're seeing now is a lot of the players who are out of contract moving to other Finnish clubs. Um, and then anyone coming from abroad will probably come in later on because they'll be, you know, if they're at clubs already... Uh, the end of the the main transfer window and and things like and loan spells and that, but um, yeah, I mean it's you know Hoyek have, have done quite well, but they've you know lost lost a lot. Yeah, and no more no more risky brothers as well uh, in in ten, in the sense of playing together. Yeah, yeah Rikus, Rikusov. Yeah, yeah. yeah that way because he played mostly for for Clubby um last year and then he came yeah. back for it for his final final match but yeah. uh and Rupp was out I think for the for a while still. I don't, I'm not sure yeah, if he's even made fitness. Yeah I can't even remember the last time he he played unfortunately. He hasn't really had haven't really had the best of luck with injuries has he? No. Another another team so far that's had the 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 outdoor open more than the indoor is uh Mariaham. Um so far, only signed Oscar Isalinen, um, but have let sort of seven seven players go. Um, had a tough time in in the last few years. 
Yeah, but they, they have re-signed uh, Reiten and, and Henriksen from Hoiko on loan. So they were already there and they've signed for another year. So um, they they were quite... They I mean, Henriksen did really well for him last year. And Reiten, and I think, on his kind of way back up after... I mean, he went to yeah. Liverpool, I think, when he was 14 or something. 14 yeah, really or 15. Young, yeah. And, yeah, and then sort of took a while to, to get back up. And, and, and he's playing regular. I think he got sent off in the last game. But, um, but yeah, I mean, again, with them... They're prone to signing foreign players on a bit of a whim. They signed a couple. Was it oh, Oweri was 36 yeah. and hadn't scored a goal for about four years, and they signed him last year. He actually did quite well in the end. But um, yeah, it's um, they, they, again, I think it's a case of get what they can um, over there, and they probably leave it quite late. Although they did um, Jamie Hopcutt, who was at Ostersons, uh Prior to that, he signed for Maraham in the midway through last season and did pretty well until he got a, a pretty ugly injury. I think he was out for about two or three months and then came back and again, a bit of a step up. Um, and he's, they said this week, he signed a new deal. So, um, yeah, once once he gets himself settled and fit, he should be a, a decent player for them. What about then Ilves? <clears throat> they, um, we talked earlier that Philippe, Felipe Aspegren has uh, moved there from Asicor. They've also done a little bit of uh, signing from Coops so far. Um, three in and about 10 players out, including my old friend Tuko, who was at Ariel, and Guayacam, who was at Asicor uh, for uh, the previous couple of seasons. Um, what are we thinking with Ilves? But there's a couple who um, on the on the outdoor. Obviously, there's a couple who have gone to FC Inter. I don't know if um, if our old mate Yakov is uh, is picking those up because he's got existing relationships with those guys from when he was over there. But, um, but yeah, that sort of sticks out a little bit. Kai Meriluoto has gone back to Hoyiko um, after his loan has finished, and uh, yeah, Thomas Olela has gone to Hoyiko as well. To, the guy was just called up to the squad, but has had to pull out from from injury. So yeah, they're um, sort of notable, I think. They'll, they'll miss Olile. He scored about eight goals from left back last season. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Penanen is still there, and he was by far their best player last year. Um, he's I think he's thirty two now. Um, he came back from I think he'd been in America after he, he was at Cups. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to see with with Ilves. I mean, they they normally loan. Well, bringing players on loan quite well, um, but yeah, it's just difficult to see again early, early in the window. But yeah, it's, it's a struggle really. They've they've lost a lot of the young players that come through. They they come off and then head off quite quickly, never to be heard of again. And we just have to wait for the next one in the uh, in the belt. One of the new boys for this year, court their pair. Um... Signed a signed a few players from Bakehouse Liga teams and, and maybe the top yeah. of um, the top of the Ukkonen, um, but also let a lot of players go. I'm not ex- necessarily expecting you to know all of these players that they've uh, that they've let go, but um... yeah, well, <laughs> Aguirre was the one who always I think he scored like he was always on those viral clips. He'd score one or two a season and they'd be absolute bangers. Belters, yeah. yeah, I think he was on the books of Man City as a kid. Um, he, oh, yeah, right. When he came to Finland, I think he was at TPS. Um, but yeah, it's um, hard to tell again. Um, 
they'll probably struggle. I think they, they, they weren't great when they were up before, though this week they signed a partnership deal with uh, Venezia. Um, mm. How much Venezia know about that, I don't know, because I think the person that they quoted on the website as their kind of spokesman was about the fourth down the pecking order of their kind of marketing team. So it wasn't a, anyone of, of any particular note. And I'm, I guess Cortepe are hoping that they might get a friendly out of it and some of their young players will be, mm. they'll get first dibs on going there. And who knows, they might even get a, a loan out of it or something. But um, yeah, I think that's definitely more for, for their benefit than anyone else's. But um, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's good to see them back. They, they did really well last year. Good news for Coops, Rich. They've signed a couple of lofty players. Oh, yeah. Well, so we're struggling for sleep there. Um, they, they've lost a couple. They've got a couple in. It's it's not. It's a shame because some of the players there are um, are from the first team. And Yanis Kaniex is a big loss. He was fantastic from last year as a number ten. Uh, he's gone to RFS in in Latvia. Um, he was brilliant. Absolutely is fantastic. He, is he Latvian? Has he moved back? Yes, he is. He's moved yeah. back home. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a regular for the Latvian national team and RFS. They played in one of the European group stages last year. I think Hoyko knocked him out. Oh, no, that was that Riga FC. I can't remember. Riga, um, yeah, it was Riga, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but um, RFS were in one of the group stages. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'd imagine for him being there, he's he's one of Latvia's better players, I suppose. He's, I mean, people were calling him the Latvian Lippmann, but um, I suppose a bit of our vintage, he's probably the new Marion Pahars. But, um, <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, he, he was a cracking player. Really, it'll be a massive loss. And um, yeah, replacing him is going to be difficult. So yeah, who knows? As long as they keep Simo, that's the main thing. Yeah, and wasn't there talk of, of others sniffing around there? Was it Hoyik or...? or... Well, well uh, part of that kind of rumour mill, yeah, yeah Hoyik or were linked with him and Besser of, of Honka. Yeah. And um, weirdly, today, um, one of the news sites said that there was a Latvian club interested in him, but they in, in Simo, but they didn't want to pay what Coops would say would be a, an acceptable release clause, which is a bit like me phoning Kylie and saying, I'd like a date, but I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm not paying. You're paying. <laughs> yeah, we're going. We're going to wimpy, love. Hello. <laughs> oh dear. Um, fine. Uh, well, not not finally. Finally, we'll be there, bit ass. But that'll be ever so quick. Um, yeah. As as you call, I can I can talk a little bit about this. And I mentioned this meeting with the with the fans. I I actually sat down with Joaquin Gomez back in August and had a really long chat, and it was all about football. There's one thing Joaquin likes to talk about is football. But really, really interesting to get some insights into what's going on at the club. And then that was kind of developed a little bit of this fans meeting. Um, one interesting point. So first of all, next next season, Ashikor will have the first team in the uh, Veikhaus Liga. They will have the academy in the Ukkunen. And then they they're kind of restructuring a little bit, so they've got an academy A side in, I think, Golmanen. So there's essentially three. And so whereas this year there's been a pool of players moving between the first team and the academy, this year there will be a, a sort of a second 
there'll be sort of two, imagine a Venn diagram where the Ukkanen team is in the middle. There'll be some players that will be playing in the Academy and Academy A team. And there will be players that are playing in the academy and the and the first team, and they will sort of move between them. And the idea is to provide this pathway so that players can move up and down between the teams, depending on their form or their return from fitness or whatever. And an example that was given was um, was Noah Laine a year or so ago had a great season in the Vakehouse Liga. When he came back pre-season, just wasn't quite in the same form. So he was able to drop down to the academy and play his way back into the first team. And they want to be able to do that with players that are in the academy that maybe drop them down to get them to get them to build themselves back up again. Um, and one comment that was made that I thought was interesting is that when clubs when clubs talk about comparing budgets, and Ashley is always seen as being the second biggest budget in the league, that budget won't change much next year but now they've got three teams that have got players that are being paid to play football mm. so whereas others have kind of stopped their reserve teams and just focusing on their first team Asikor's got more so what what you'll know probably start to notice is more younger players throughout the whole squad and then in the in the first team there will be a number of older players to kind of bolster it to be a, a spine around which these younger players can can learn from and I think that's sort of been shown in the in the recruitment so far um Macario Hinglover uh who's come from Hoy F Corps apparently very very powerful effective right back wing back so but he's, but he's he, late 20s he's so one, yeah he's he's I mean He's one of the ones who could hold his head up higher from last season, from that sort of terrible season they had last mm. year. You know what I mean? He actually actually did okay. And um, Wackham Gomez will probably be familiar with him from when he was at um, OEF Core as well, you know? so Yeah, and, and so, yeah, also that's, playing that's in not that... not too much of a surprise. No, and also playing in that position is Kingsley Afori, who's very young and perhaps would, would learn from someone in that position and, you know, and, and get also get some game time, and he he was um, he was re-signed for another another year. I think I think still is it still on loan, um, but re-signed for another year on loan. Um, and and then this guy Jaime Moreno, who was signed the other day, a Nicaraguan international. Um, I had to Google because I thought it was the one who played for Middlesbrough. Yes, yeah, so I... did I. <laughs> that was quite a long time ago. <laughs> but he was Bolivian. <laughs> okay. um, well, this one, um, he's he's joined from a Paraguayan team, but the Nicaraguan season ended last, I think, May. And then he played in Paraguay in sort of the, the Finnish uh, autumn. And in Paraguay scored 27, uh, sorry, in Nicaragua scored 27 in 35 games. And we'll have league, to so. get the uh, Nicaraguan football show. Let's see uh, if, if we can find there. such a thing. Uh, That's uh, a crossover that we're yeah, dying for. Really. <laughs> but but yeah. what I would say is if he is that prolific, that is something that we were really missing last year. We were creating in in some games, especially in the middle of the season, a ton of chances that were going flying across the box and there just wasn't someone there to, to stick them away. So that well, you, you've you've let your hat trick hero Jake Jervis walk out the door. What's happening there? Well, I I I don't. I, mean, I, I clearly contract ended. Um, but I I kind of 
expected that because I I learned that his family had returned back to England in August. So I guess for the mm. the school year in the UK, um, and at the end of the season, he was given the the supporters player of the season award, which happened three days after the season ended, and by which time he was already back in the UK. So I'm <laughs> not surprised we didn't see him again. Uh, I think he did a good he did a good job for us. Um, but he's one of those experienced players that we've lost, along with Mehmet Hetemai, who's retired, and Jesse yeah. Ust, who's who's moved to uh, Hoyikor. So there are there are some there's some experience gone from there. Um, uh, the other one that's worth mentioning, and then I'll shut up banging on about Asikor, is Daniel Hawkins, who was sold yeah. to FK Yer mm. in Norway. Norway, yeah, um, yeah. and the fee wasn't. Um, wasn't sort of disclosed, but it was Asikor's second biggest fee. And apparently the biggest was Cedric Kogoa about seven or eight years ago, which was around half a million. Well, I so... think um, Harkins, from what Richie Dorman said to me, was he's the first player that Asikor have developed that they've sold for a fee. Yes. Yeah, that is that is the the thing that everyone is... And, and again, it's a local lad who did a good job for us and has got a good move. And I think everyone sort of just hopes that that Danny sort of progresses and and goes on to do to do more. I don't know if if we're in a position to to try and get some kind of additional sell on fee, but that would be the that would be the ideal yeah, thing yeah. for a clubhouse. Well, that well, that's what Hoyko said about this uh, when they sold um, Vanenen. Was um, I think that they they were due an amount in FIFA regulated compensation. And they said they'll take less than that in order to get a sell-on fee because the sell-on fee, if it comes off, would it's, it's be far shift. more. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, we saw that with um, slightly different circumstances with uh, Morelos when they sold him to Rangers uh, yeah. and he had a 10% sell-on fee. So when it came to the, when, when it was at the time when Morelos was banging him in and was being linked with China and Lille and all these clubs and they were like, oh, well, Hoy can't get at least a couple of million out of that and it never happened but um yeah but still i mean it's that that's kind of the, the way of looking at it in that um you know and, and whatever the fee was you know it's a statement of intent really yeah. i mean i know yeah. sort of behind the scenes anyway i see i've got some aspirations of, of world domination but it's um th th there is a something there where you know they're, they're looking at that um and even if the fee is whatever i mean set of tracksuit tops i don't know but it's um it, it's something that they can invest back in the club but. uh the the club may have aspirations for world domination but i'd settle for a for qualifying <laughs> for europe again or you know a Swarman <laughs> cup to be honest with you um so yeah let's let's see where where this season comes from I, i'm not expecting to be there's going to be too many more coming in Jude Arthur came back from Hucker I liked him when he played for us before and I hope that his loan has kind of repositioned him in the in the manager's thinking but I don't I don't know um, um oh Monrail's gone he was brought in with some fanfare last year it was like that Mon Monorail episode of the Simpsons yeah um <laughs> I yeah, can't remember the, it, the geezer's name, but with the hat and the cane and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, scam in here, wasn't it? and I guess that means we should be a little bit cautious about Moreno as well, because we we've been there, been there and done that before. Um, 
There's one more team to cover. There, well, yeah, there is. And as I said, it will be very quick because it's Verpeas. And up until yesterday, they were showing us no activity <laughs> whatsoever. But they have seemingly released Oscar Forsman. He hasn't been signed by anyone else uh, yet. But um, he's... Have, they, have they held on to Sengi then from Ipswich? No, I think he, 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 I'm pretty sure he went back at the end oh. of the season. Um, they did give new contracts to Morrissey. Um, and uh, Callum Moulton. So, again, I think they're looking at strengthening what they've already got, and then you know, three months away, who knows? But, um, yeah. but yeah, Yangi went back. Um, Forsman, I think there was some sort of thing when they played in the European, one of the playoff games at the end, and I think he, something happened, and I think he tipped off a lot of the fans oh. by um, celebrating the goal going in or something like that it was it was all a little bit weird and I think there were suggestions he might be going back to Maraham but um but yeah I'm pretty sure Yangi went back because when the season finished I had a load of Ipswich fans going oh how did he do all right. <laughs> yeah. he, did, well, he did okay to be fair he started started well yeah, yeah. Well, it, that that may and and also it's a it's a good point. Just because there's no ins and outs, it doesn't mean that they've got no players. They may just be, you know, they may just be developing what they've got and building on top of that. So, um, yeah. let's let's see. But that that kind of brings us to the end of the, um, the end of the um show that I had planned. Um, Keke, you you follow the Finns overseas, and I've got a. A link in the notes to the the Instagram yeah. page, and you're often talking about sort of transfers and um, and goals scored or whatever. Any, I guess we should mention Eero Markkinen, uh because you know it, it pleases you. Um, but yeah. anyone else that's that's sort of moved around lately overseas? Um, moves wise, I mean, there's been a, quite a few moves in the in the women's game. To be honest, I mean. Um... You've got goalkeeper Mila Mai Mayasari. She's she's left AIK and signed for IK Uppsala in Sweden. Um, our friend Amanda Rantanen, she's left um, KIF Orebo and she's signed for Dam Olsvensen side FC Linkopings, um, linking up with, I think it's Olga. Olga Artenen is there, isn't she? Um Another one who's left KIF Orebo is um, Elipiko Yamsa. She's signed in um, the Women's National Soccer League in America for, give me a second, Racing Louisville FC. So, um, so yeah, there's been quite a lot of movement in the uh, in the women's game. We um, we mentioned Santri Vannanen, who's signed for uh, Norwegian side Rosenborg. Um, who else have we got? Oh, oh, your, yeah. your your boy Aero as well. Yeah, Aero is. I'll get to him. But um, yeah, another another big move is um, Khan Kairinen, who's signed for Czech side. Um, what are they called? Sparta Prague. Okay. So, yeah. uh, I wonder if yeah. Tim Tim Sparves had an in there. He's coaching one of know, the. Is it yeah. the under seventeens or something? Yeah, Sparves there with one of the youth sides. So maybe he's had a whisper in someone's ear. But that's. That's a decent move for mm. for Khan Kairinen. You know what I mean? It's um, yeah, it's gonna the the, the Czech league's a bit of a bit of a step forward. So um, so yeah, that's a that's a decent move for him. Um, 
yeah, we'll get to my mate. Oh, uh, Thomas Lamb, he's down under in Australia. He's he's played a few games for Melbourne City now. Um, he was on the pitch um, when there was a bit of a bit of mm. a. I can't remember who they played. Now was it? Um, was it's it the Melbourne derby, Victory? It? It's the derby. Yeah. yeah, they played Melbourne Victory, and it all. Did they throw bananas. a bin at threw a bin at the goalkeeper? Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Through a through a metal bucket at um, at the goalkeeper's head, so it all went a bit crazy, but. Um, yeah, Thomas Lamb got away unscathed, and he's he's carried on playing. He's he's down there in in Melbourne. Um, that's it for for Mer- oh, oh yeah, my, my my mate Error. He's um he's signed for he's signed for Nistan in Ukkanen. So um yeah, just hope he hope he remembers where his allegiances lie when he comes up against uh Korf next season. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see. Sorry, Richard, have I missed? Uh, Leo Weissenen has gone to um, Austin yes. FC latest, in, latest in MLS. In yeah. I think that was, um, it was about one and a half million euros, so a de- decent fee. Um, he's now playing that with Alex Ring. I think the, the club's owned by, in part by Matthew McConaughey. So uh, rubbing shoulders with uh, celebs. And it's I'd... a cracking jersey, that as well. Really oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice new stadium as well. I think mm. it ticks all the MLS boxes. As long and, as um, all, all, all we've got to make sure of there is that old ring doesn't get in his ear and say, <laughs> you don't need to go over for international. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but um, Yera Urunen is on the cusp of signing for Schalke. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which would be a, a, a massive move because I think what, what people forget is like, I think Schalke are still the third best supported team in, in Germany. They're obviously not the third most successful, but in terms of, you know, the fans that go through the turnstiles every week. So mm. if he can, yeah, get a run of games and start start playing, you know, whether that's, you know, I don't know left, left back, left wing back, left mid, where, wherever he wants to, wherever they can fit him in, I think it's only going to benefit, yeah, the Finnish national team as well. So fingers crossed that that move works out for him. Schalke are looking- rubbish though, aren't they? They are awful. Yeah. yeah, they are awful. Yeah. Um, but but the thing is, I was thinking, even if they get relegated this year, which is a massive possibility, the you know, Bundesliga it's two, five Bundesliga, yeah, five Bundesliga. It's a you know solid standard. You yeah. know, he can have a chat with Daniel O'Shaughnessy and you know see what what he thinks of the league and and everything. So, yeah. so even if they did go down, it's still it's still a decent move. I think. I was going to say he was maybe he could tap up that Malik Fiol, but I think he'd signed for Milan already, hasn't he? Yeah, yes, yeah. He's, yeah, okay. he's at AC Milan. Yeah, but, so um, I think his, yeah. his international future is still to be decided. I um, I hope it does work out for for Yeri Oranen. I mean, he's 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 played he's played a few games for for Brest in um in France, but yes, I don't think it's been. I hope he's enjoyed it there, but it didn't exactly sort of set the world on fire. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe the uh, hopefully German football's a bit more suited to him, but um. That's sort of it around yeah. transfers, I think. But um, there's uh, there's been some other news as well. Nicholas Putiaf made his second appearance for Bologna this week, so um, he's doing he's you know getting getting a bit of game time in in Serie A. What else have we had? Uh, Marcus Force is finally scoring goals. Michael Carrick's come in at, at Middlesbrough, and um, yeah, whatever that. Old Sheffield United bloke was doing wrong has been turned around for um, for for the borough, and they're they're sort of climbing up into the playoff places. Forces chipping in with goals and assists, and it all seems to be going going well for him now. Um, Yole's still scoring and providing assists in in Venice, even though they're right down the sort of down the wrong end of the table. 
Pookie's scoring. So yeah, the, the Finns, the Finns are broader, um, are doing okay. Uh, yeah, so I reckon. Check, I reckon. Out, check out the Instagram. Yeah, definitely, definitely do that. Um, you're very prolific on there, and it's it's good info. I think people, people, it automatically shares to the Facebook page, and people can find it directly on in, Insta as well. But I reckon, chaps, that's about it for this show. Mm. So. Before I run those run those credits, Keke, thanks for joining us. One more thing. I know we spoke about Christmas and just at the beginning of the show, but I just wanted to say a big kudos to our mates over at SMU Core who sent us the copy of Fokio Oscare, the book for Christmas. So um, that's gonna when I've when I've finished thumbing through the um, three hundred and fourteen pages, yeah, the pitch <laughs> pictures, <laughs> it'll get passed around to all of us. So uh, yeah, kudos, kudos. And anyone who hasn't got a copy, get yourself out and buy one. Can I now do the outro? Of course. <laughs> Keke, thanks for joining us. Kedos. Rich, thanks for joining us. Hey, hey. And Ali, thanks for joining us. See you all again on the next episode of The Finnish Football Show. You've been listening to The Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and also on Instagram. See the links in the episode description. You can also connect with the five hosts on Twitter at Explore Finland, at FC Sorby, at Escape to Sorby, at Kekemuluri, and at Mano99. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description. <laughs>